When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it. Because you did on Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Pride. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. I'm John Schmelk. The man on his phone is Howard Cross trying to figure something out. 201-939-4513. At the end of the show, for the final 10 minutes or so, we're going to have Jason Swain on, or I talk to Jason Swain from the Tennessee Volunteers, also from Howard's hometown of Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, nice. So he said, um, when I asked him about you, he said, yeah, I learned from my elders and I did not go to the University of Alabama. I went to the <laughs> far <laughs> superior University of Tennessee instead. Yeah, what was it, one in like 16 years or something like that? That's superior. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you rocking the Notre Dame hat today, huh? I am. I am rep- repping a little man today. Repping bring, a little bring man. Bring that back next week. We're doing Notre Dame prospects next Tuesday. <laughs> I just set it up today. So make sure you have the Notre Dame hat out I next week. I will have it all. I will have it all. So we will have time to take your calls today, folks, at 201-939-4513. That's the only prospect guest we're going to have. Again, it's Tennessee prospects, and that's coming your way at around 120. Uh, but to start the show, Howard and I have been kind of teasing this for a couple of weeks now. We're going to go through the recent history of... Of the 100, 100, the 25th pick in the NFL draft. I don't know where I got 100 from. And so basically what I've done, Howard, for the last five years, okay. I've taken picks 22 to 32. I figure that's a good win, though, right? The couple yeah. picks before, rest of the first round after, just to kind of see the types of players that are going in that area. So are you ready to listen to the players that went? I got am all totally here. ready. All right. Here we go. And again, get on the lines. Oh, you got people bringing in already. Good stuff. All right, here we go. Last year, do you want me to work forward or backwards? Whichever way you think is easiest for you. No, I can do it either way. You tell me. Do you want to start at 2022 or start at 2018? Let's go 2018. Okay, we'll start at 2018. All right, and this is starting at pick 22 again. Mm-hmm. Rashawn Evans, Isaiah Wynn, DJ Moore. Wynn and Moore turned out to be pretty good players, obviously. Mm-hmm. The 25th pick that year was tight end Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Calvin yes. Ridley at 26. Okay. Rashad Penny at 27. Okay. Safety Terrell Edmonds at 28. Taven Bryan, the defensive tackle at 29. Mike Hughes, the cornerback at 30. Running back Sony Michelle at 31. And then Lamar Jackson with the 32nd pick in the 2018 NFL draft. Okay. 2019, pick 22. Eagles took Andre Diller. Texans took Titus Howard. Josh Jacobs, running back to the Raiders. Rota. Marquise Brown, running a wide receiver to the Baltimore Ravens. That was the 25th pick that year. Marquise Oof. Brown, wide receiver. Ouch. 26th pick, Montez Sweat, edge to Washington. He dropped because of the medical thing. Much yep. better player than that. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Abrams, safety, Mississippi State, if I remember correctly. Yep. 27th pick to the Raiders. Uh, Jerry Tillery, defensive lineman. 
LJ Collier, defensive lineman, DeAndre Baker, cornerback. Those three picks you like to take out and just chuck. Um, Kayla McGarry, offensive tackle to the Falcons. Okay. And then Nikhil Harry, wide receiver to the New England Patriots. So the last five or not a lot of hits there end no, of that round. No, no, no. Okay. 2020. The 22nd pick, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, Minnesota wow. Vikings. He's pretty good. 22nd. Uh, Kenneth Murray, who lost his starting job this year, linebacker. Yep. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, I believe he's with the New Orleans Saints, center. Yep. A good player. Very Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. He was the 25th pick. Brandon Ayuk <laughs> nice, at 25. Nice, nice. Jordan Love, quarterback to the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Linebackers, back-to-back. Jordan Brooks to the Seahawks. Patrick Queen to the Ravens. Then Isaiah Wilson went to the Titans, I believe, or yeah, Titans, Titans. I believe. It yes. was Titans. He didn't last there very long. Noah Igbignanene, cornerback. Congratulations, that was good. Uh, good job, uh, good try, not, good try. Try, not not job. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gladney, cornerback, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I would consider that, except for the two wide receivers and Ruiz, that's a rough last ten picks of the twenty twenty NFL draft. That was stressful. Yeah, <laughs> 2021. Uh-oh, last year. No, nope, that's two years ago. Two years ago, I forget. It's 2023, Howard. This is tough. Time's <laughs> fine. 2021, 22nd overall pick, Caleb Farley, cornerback. He had back injuries that pushed him down. He has yep. not met that mark yet. Uh, Christian Darasaw, who's been excellent for the Minnesota Vikings offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nice little pick. Roll tight. Travis Etienne, running back to the Jaguars. Nice little pick. Nice pick. Uh, Greg Newsom, cornerback. He's been a good player. Yes, he has. Rashad Bateman, when he's been healthy, he's been good, but he's been rarely healthy. He's beat up. Peyton Turner, defensive lineman to Who's the 25? Saints. 25? Oh, 25. I'm sorry. That was Travis Etienne to the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, very good Travis player. Etienne there to the Jaguars. Go. Thank you. Peyton Turner, 28 to the Saints. Eric Stokes, cornerback. I believe that's the Packers, Packers. at 29. Yep. Gregory Rousseau, defensive lineman to the Bills at 30. Okay. Uh, Odafe wants Jason Owe, the edge player from Penn State, to the Ravens at 31. Okay. And then uh, Joe Tryon, uh, Shianka, uh, to the uh, Bucks. Okay. Don't know him. Okay. No, he is not. He's one of those guys that was very tradey, but never hit, and he still is very tradey and, and has not hit. Okay. Uh, 2022, final year. This is last year's draft. 22nd overall pick, Quay Walker. He's the guy that chased down Saquon from behind for the Packers this year, and you're like, holy crap, how fast is that dude? Uh, Kyer Elam, cornerback, uh, he went 23rd. Okay. Uh, Tyler Smith, offensive tackle to the Cowboys. That turned out to be a pretty good pick. Very he played well Smith. for them this year. Very good. Uh, 25th pick was Tyler Lindebaum, the center to the Baltimore Ravens. Good he had a pick. nice little year. Yep. Uh, Jermaine Johnson to the Jets at 26, the pass rusher. Okay. Devin Lloyd, linebacker to the Jaguars at 27. Okay. Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle. I believe that was the Packers at 28. Good play. Uh, Patriots took Cole Strange, the lineman, at 29. Offensive lineman. A lot okay. of people consider that a reach. Sorry, Pearson. George Karloftis, the defensive end, went to the Kansas City Chiefs at 30. Okay. Karloftis. Uh, Daxton Hill, the safety, went to the Cincinnati Bengals at 31. Okay. And then Lewis Seen, the safety, went to the Bills? No. Who? I don't think he went to the Bills. Where'd Lewis Seen go? Wait, who won the Super Bowl in 2022? Uh, Patriots. No. I mean the Patriots. Not. Buccaneers. No, the year before. Yeah, Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 oh, yeah, the, the Rams traded the pick. The Rams, right. The Rams won it. You're right. Thank you, Pearson. The Rams won it. That pick was traded to somebody in one of uh, their Detroit. millions of trade. No, that might. See, Detroit or Buffalo. It had to be Detroit. It was either. Because he was there 
when he won the Super Bowl. Where was Jalen Ramsey? Jacksonville. I think that might have been Jacksonville then. Okay. So, I think that was I think that was one of the Ramsey picks. I think I'd have to double check. I'm so curious. so this so this is what I'm what I'm getting from from that. Like, yes. Some drafts are better than others, meaning that in the back of the draft, if it's a if it's a you know highly rated draft, you get a lot of better players at the end of the oh. at the draft. Vikings Lewis seen apparently that was oh, a, I, that was must have been there must have been other picks traded to, okay. to get there. Yeah. So so I'm getting that a lot. I'm getting a lot of that. I'm getting a lot of the the one year there's a really good draft. Two years there's a good draft, and then there'll be like two years of like. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. so like uh-huh. it, it depends on the year. So this year, I consider it a decent draft. I don't consider it a great draft, and I and I and I, and I mean it by by the aspects of like you got a lot of quarterbacks going in the first in the first few picks, and it's not that the quarterbacks are bad or good. It's just like I agree. I consider I think- any year there's a lot of quarterbacks going in the first few picks. You know, it pushes everybody else down because teams need quarterbacks. I would consider this a below average draft. I, again, when you push all the players down, you have more opportunities to guys yes. that you really need. I'm not sure if that's helping you in the 20s, though. I think that's helping you in the early teens. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a couple guys going to fall back. You know, the, the kid the Carter that, that said he wasn't going to get going to talk to any team outside of the top 10 out of Georgia. He's going to fall back. Some other kids are going to like fall back, depending on medical medicals that they, that they go through. Every team values their medicals differently, so it's going to be interesting. It'd be interesting if everybody values something all the same, but yeah. everybody has something different, right. so, so it's going to be interesting. I broke this down by position very okay. quickly, okay? This was, I just quit jotting down. I might have missed a guy or two because I did it really fast. If I did, I apologize. Um, running backs, Najee Harris, there were six of them mm-hmm. picked in that range in those five years. Najee Harris. Pro Bowl. Travis Etienne. Pro Bowl. Josh Jacobs. Pro Bowl. Sony Michelle, Pro Bowl. Rashad Penny, awesome, but he's always hurt. Always good hurt. player, but awesome. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So the running back hit rate was actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, pretty good running back hit rate. Offensive line, okay. We got Cole Strange, eh. mm. Christian Darrisaw, good. good. Isaiah Wilson, no good. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, okay. It's okay. Andre Dillard, eh. He hasn't really hit yet. We'll see. He'll get a chance to start this year. Titus Howard, he's been okay, and Caleb McGarren and I, Isaiah would have been okay. Okay, so, so I think you, so you're like finding said, solid ding, players. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. You're mm-hmm. finding solid players on the yeah. offensive line there, right? Okay. Cornerback. Let's see. What? Oh, this is linebacker. I'm sorry. Quay Walker, Devin Lloyd, Kenneth Murray, Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, Rashad Evans. Danger zone. Just average. There's a lot of guys that did not pan out there. Yeah, just average at best. No, be, no, nobody's even playing. They're, they're special teams guys. I'd so. be very careful there. Mm-hmm. Um, edge players. Jason Owe, Justin Tryon, George Karloftis, Montez Sweat, Jermaine Johnson. That's a good group. Yes. Not not the great group, but it's a good group. And you, you Sweat sways it, though, because of the injury thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you get, I want to throw L.J. Collier in there. He's more of a defensive lineman than an edge player. If you want to throw him in there, you can, but whatever. He, he gets to the quarterback. Cornerback. <laughs> All right, Kyir Elam, mm. Newsom, Stokes, Gladney, Idbignanane, DeAndre Baker, Mike Hughes. Not great. So you got two guys out of that group, maybe three. Yeah, okay. exactly. Not great. And then wide receivers, mm-hmm. Rashad Bateman, Brandon Ayuk, Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, roll tie by sorry, Ridley. Nikhil Harry. So you got like that's a that's a that's a good that, that's that's you may have missed on one. Nikhil Harry's the only miss there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so basically, it looks like 
if you you're picking a linebacker that late, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> if you're picking a DB that late, it's kind of average. You you can get somebody, but if you hey, pick, look corner you, generally, and wherever, wherever you draft corners, it's yeah. it's it's tough and to let, hit on them. Corners yeah. are hard. But if you're picking a running back, you, you're going to win. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're picking a wide receiver, you're doing you're okay win. too. Yeah, yeah, wide receiver and running back seems like the, the, the high spot. And O line was okay. O line was. But fine. that's kind of what I felt, though. That's kind of what I felt. I kind of yeah. felt like, you know, not that the, not that the Giants were going to draft outside of their need, but if their need was this, this was going to be the, the most, you know, historically the better picks. Well, and think about it, right? If we if the Giants sit there and they take Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs. They're going to be good players. Yeah. The question is, does it make sense for them to make those selections, right? If Gibbs is there or Bishon Robbins is there, the Giants are going to take them. I'm just going to tell you that. I, I wouldn't I, – I don't, I don't know how to say anything. And no, that, they're really good players. There's nothing against Saquon or anything like that. No, look, they would be the highest-graded players on the board if they're there. And they would be five years at a reasonable rate. Saquon would be here one more year probably and moving on. And that's nothing against Saquon. I don't want anything to happen to Saquon. I don't want Saquon to move on. It's just that if those guys are there, you got a guy on a rookie contract? Oh, my goodness. You can't you can't do nothing about it. But that's what that's that's the fear of the NFL for for players. Yeah. They're always looking for somebody younger uh, for less money. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, offensive linemen. I think you're looking at interior guys. If the Giants want to go there, you're looking at the John Michael Schmitzes. You're looking at the Joe Titmans. I don't think you're picking a guard there, given the, the Giants do have decent competition at that spot. So. I'm just not sure this draft has the players at that spot. You know that you maybe maybe Steve Avila, something like that. Uh, th- I mean, for the first round, I I don't know. I mean, could you get a center? Is there a center going to fall that low? That's that's going to be that good to, that could play. Well, that's the question. Is it, is the center good enough to pick at twenty six? I mean, twenty five. Can he play? Is just what I'm asking. Well, yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to be it's, it's okay. They're you know, but I don't know if they can do it or not. It's going to be very interesting. It will. And then look, wide receiver. I think there's a chance only one, one wide receiver is gone by the time the Giants pick. I think probably two or three are gone. But I think people are worried about some of the wide receivers in this class. Like, like They're worried about – so no one came out with, with, with sub-4-3 speed. That, no. That, that's usually reserved for DBs anyway. This is actually a good question since we're doing Tennessee later. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Would you be – how would you feel about Jalen Hyatt with the pick at 25? Love Jalen Hyatt. Not for the 25th pick. I think that he uh, ran wide open a lot. I agree. Um, and, and, you know, most of the time what we say is we like to see guys that are open. But was he open because he was running four or three of better pass guys? Or was he open because – The scheme. The, more than the scheme, just like you couldn't stop them. They they were scoring everywhere. Jerry mm-hmm. Allen was a benefactor of the, the whole other side of the field scoring touchdowns as well. So, like, that, they were just – the, the hooker was, uh, if he hadn't got hurt, would have won the Heisman definitely. Uh, I think that he was he was playing at that kind of a level, and to have a guy out there that's kind of like, hey, look, you go where you need to go, you just well, you just go, you run like so. Basically, if I'm running the post and I got a guy that's running the clear, the post is the guy we use to throw the yep. ball to. Mm-hmm. They were throwing the ball to the clear. Like, okay, if you're not going to follow him because you're trying to sit on the post to stop the post, we're going to throw the ball deep. You're going to stop that guy first. And usually, you know, the rule is throw five ball deep, five balls deep to get the guys to back up so you can run your offense. Okay, if they're not going to cover the guy because they're like, okay, that's just a throwaway deep guy, 
there's going to be a touchdown. So and that's what they got a lot of times. And when, you know, the other thing that helps them a lot, a lot or helped them out a lot last year is that Hooker was great at breaking after the play broke down, mm-hmm. getting the ball down the field. That's the other thing that, that, that people don't really factor in when, when we think about how deep, you know, how this guy called these deep passes is that, you know, you had to come up to cover Hooker because he could run. He could, you know, he could beat you with his legs. So when you're coming up because he's, he's broke the pocket, especially if you're a cornerback, I don't know why in the world you would be peeking in the backfield. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be looking at that guy, but guys would peek in the backfield and he would just throw it. Yeah, I'm with you. So that's this year, the 25th pick, and kind of what worked, what didn't. Uh, there's a couple other groups there, like interior defensive linemen. There were a few of those guys that generally did not work out. Uh, there were a couple safeties in that group, most of which did not really work out that well, yep. to be honest with you. That's most of them, though. Only- so, you know what it is? I, and you were saying this, they didn't work out. It's like they haven't – will they make it to their second contract? Right, correct. That that would probably be a better better thing. And mm-hmm. what I mean by make it to their second contract, will they get just like, hey, look, we can just, you know, we're going to give you the least amount of money possible or we're going to give you a contract. We yeah. want you here. So that's are we going to extend you before you yeah, get free? Absolutely. Something like that, right? No, I'm 100% with you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants chat on Twitter. Hey, folks, remember, go subscribe to the Giants Huddle podcast. You will not find a better place for draft information this time of year. My most recent interview, Bruce Feldman from The Athletic and Fox Sports. That's going up later on in the week. We have former NFL scout Brian Broaddus. We have Charles Davis from NFL Network coming on. Uh, and we'll do more stuff like that leading up to the NFL draft, which is only about 16 days away. So make sure you stay tuned uh, to the Giants Huddle podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or find that on the Giants app. And, of course... Check out draft season as well. That is our draft podcast. It's not giant centric. It's kind of draft in general. Tony Pauline and I mm-hmm. make sure you go check that out. Draft season, subscribe to that as well. And whatever podcast you're listening to, go to Apple Podcasts if that's where you're getting them. Leave a positive review, five stars. Send in a screenshot if you can. We'll read it on the air, and uh, that would really help us out getting uh, more visibility on our stuff here. I like it. Shameless promotions. I like shameless promotions. I learned from you, Howard. I have no shame. Zero. <laughs> I've known you long so enough. What's, so what's going on? Ha- having no shame can actually get you a long way in this world. How do you think Lance Meadows gotten where he is? Oh, my goodness. 201-939-4512. Do you want to take some calls? He snuck under the line. How do you think he got in? I think they, he's under they, the they, table. They got the rope. He gets, yeah. walks right under it. Let's go to Hugo <laughs> in New Jersey. He'll lead us off. Hugo, what's up, pal? Uh, good afternoon, guys. Hey. You know, I, I guess I want to chime in a little bit on this uh, uh, center need. Um, and, and I'm in in the camp that I pick 25, there's just not enough value uh, in the center class this year. But, you know, it's interesting. You're going to be talking to Tennessee later, uh, or a representative from Tennessee. And there's one guy, uh, Darnell Wright, that plays for Tennessee, who apparently is a road grader, and he's also one of the best guys at anchoring uh, against pass rush. He's a tackle, though. Uh, I, I, I know, but, you know, there were questions coming into this draft about whether he had the feet 
to be a uh, to be a tackle. You know, I think that guy could potentially be a dominant, given his traits, a dominant inside player. If Dono Wright is there when the Giants pick at twenty-five, and by the way, I don't think he will be Hugo. I think that he that would be a great value pick. I think he's a pretty darn good player. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, and, and my thinking on it, and I, I'm not even sure if this is the case. Again, I'm trying to think outside the box. Yep. It is, um, has Golwinski ever played center? No. He's he, a guard. he has never played no, center. He's, he's a guard. He, he has always played guard. Okay. Because, you know, because when I think about Golwinski, he's got great movement skills in the run game, but part of his issues is he lets people get on his edges in pass blocking, which is something that could be covered up in the center position as opposed to guard where, you know, his, the tackles flare out in pass blocking. Yeah, they have not so, mentioned, well, in, was, in all the guys they've mentioned as potentials for the center spot, they've I, never I mentioned Glowinski. I, I know, but, you know, he was talking in a scenario where Darnell Wright doesn't fall into their laps, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, there might be an adjustment. Anyhow, I was wondering. Uh, and I think Lewinsky could make a good center, and Darnell Wright can make a great right guard. But you guys will be talking to Tennessee later. Let's see what he has to say. I mean, you know, you always put Darnell Wright a left guard too if you have to. Yeah, and, I, uh, and, and that too. And I think that, that when you too. think about center, if, if a guy's having a problem at guard, if a guy's coming off his edge and you're at guard, you're protected on both sides while you're centering your tackle. I don't think he gets better at center if he, if he's if he's having problems right in front of him. So that that's also an issue that you have to think about. And I'm not. You know, and I'm sure the kid will get better as as the year goes on, but that's a hard position to like, you know, grow from. If you're if, if you're a really good guard and they move you to center, you're probably gonna be a really good center. If you're a guard that's struggling at something and they move you to to center, then you have one less hand that you're gonna be using right away. So that that could be a problem. Okay, well then then you know, Brett Bredesen might have to be the solution at least for one year. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. All right, Take appreciate it. Outside the box. Thanks for the call, man. Good stuff. And you, right. and you understand what I'm saying, right? Like of course. If, you, if you're having problems like getting your hands up and stopping a guy or whatever or, or catching a twist at guard, you're not going to be able to do that once you got your hand down and you snap and try to get it up because it's just a little bit slower reaction. You're just going to have just as much trouble. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Lewinsky. Yeah. 201-939-4513. Let's go to David in New Jersey. He's up next. Hi, David. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Very um, good. Howard, I just want to say, loved you as a player and love all the work that you're doing with the Giants. Oh, thanks so much. Um, I just want to say, before I get into a question, that I am 100% behind Daniel Jones this season. I was a doubter. I thought he was drafted too high. But last year we saw what Gettleman saw in him with an offensive line that was professional. And we saw what he did with, you know, let's face it, the equivalent of me, Dottino, <laughs> and Charlie in the wide receiver room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, um, so one thing I want to say about the draft is um, I love Shane um, and, and his whole approach. And when I look at all the free agent signings, what I see is that he has set his, his, uh, his uh, group up, his draft group up, to draft the best player available at every pick they have. You know, they've signed the wide receivers. They've signed, you know, an edge, you know, a, a, a defensive lineman. They've mm-hmm. signed, you know, a, a, a go-to tight end. I mean, I love his picks. I love his approach, you know, 
so, so that we're, we're liable to get uh, the best player available. And there's a, there's a draft, there's a wide receiver that I like, uh, well, that, that you had one of your guys on the huddle. And when I heard about this guy, I said, this is a guy I want. Like in the third round, the wide receiver from Oklahoma Baptist, the small college show that, that uh, you, you, you did. I don't remember the name of the player. You know what? I'm afraid to say I don't either. But the guy. Who <laughs> but you love him, though, right? No, but let, but hear me out. The guy who specializes in the small colleges said that at the East Shrine, Shrine Bowl or something that this guy schooled every cornerback that was on him, and you know during the practices and during the game. Keelan Harris, Pearson, like, is that what you said? Yeah, I think I, I think it's I, Keelan Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I just every, and I, I looked up this guy's you know film and and just listening to the kind of player he is, it's like that's the guy I want. I'm going to call him my Dakino pick, the guy that I'm fixed on in in in, in the draft. But uh, and just one one quick last question for Howard specifically. Okay, I like Darius Slayton, you know, but we all know what his problem is. Here's my question. I played football, but I was a lineman. Um, can drops be coached out of a coachable player? Can drops be coached out of a co- I think it's just more you got to keep your confidence up. It's kind of like uh, I equated to missing a putt that's like inside of five feet. Like, you, like oh, you do it, it's so routine. And if it lips out or if it rolls around the rim and pops back at you, You'll start walking around the hole and looking at it longer, trying to take breaths, and is it breaking this way instead of just going up and tapping it in like you usually would do. So drops are kind of like that. If you catch the ball all the time, you're good. If you miss one, no big deal. If you miss a couple, you start, okay, I got to get more time on the jugs machine. I got to be sure that I'm doing this coming out of the route. And then people start to tell you about your craft that you've been perfecting for so long. So that that's what that's what happens to it. He's just got to stay confident, still stay inside of himself. He makes the really, really tough catches because he's super focused on the ball when that's happening. And sometimes maybe routinely coming across the middle, depending on if he can see the quarterback or not when the ball's released, he might get surprised with the ball. So that those are those are the only reasons that would happen. But you can't. You you can't make it not happen is is a person's confidence. Some guys will catch you know BBs in the dark. Some guys you can throw them a volleyball or a beach ball and they won't catch it. Yeah, I was just thinking like when Barber was you know in the backfield, he had a problem with fumble, and they coached that out of him. They, so I was just is. wondering if the same thing goes with wide receivers and drops. No, the ball's in your hands when you're when you're when you fumble <laughs> already. Yeah. So that, that's a big difference. Catching the ball is different because of different angles, different, you know, sometimes you can see the ball coming. What I mean by that is that, that you're running and you're out on the, you're running an out route and you can see the quarterback and there's nobody between you and the quarterback. You can see the ball the entire time. Sometimes you don't see the ball coming. It's when you run across the field on a sl- or coming in the field on a slant and all of a sudden the ball is like coming out of hands and arms. You know it's supposed to be there, but you're like, okay, oh, well, I'm open. Here it comes, and it's there at last second. And then there's, there's the ball that you're anticipate coming when you're like running down the field, and then the ball's in the air, and you got to turn around and then try to locate it while it's, while it's up in the air. So there are a lot of different scenarios and a lot of different speeds you're moving 
at the same time. The difference is between when I was playing and with these guys today that after five yards, they can't touch you or they're not supposed right. to touch you. <laughs> so yeah. so that, that, that makes for an easier job for the quarterback and the receiver. But, you know, uh, all officials don't see everything. So you, you never know. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for the great work on both podcasts, man. I am. I you 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 guys have made me more obsessive a fan than <laughs> than good. I ever thought possible. Burn, and and I'm a guy, John. by the way. I was in the building for both the Pizarchik fumble and the miracle in the Meadowlands oh. when we got smoked. And by the way, you mentioned both podcasts. Don't forget draft season. Make sure you get that. Subscribe to that one too, man. <laughs> no, I, I will. But I, I, that podcast that you did on Huddle with the small college guy, everybody should listen to, to, to that. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, that was the one with uh, Rick Saratella for the folks that, that want to go back and take yeah. a listen. And, uh, he, 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 he's the best. I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for the call, man. All right, uh, just to give you a, an idea of the player he was talking about here while I did a little research while he was going. Mm-hmm. Um, so Oklahoma Baptist plays, I believe that's, let me just make sure I have the name of the school correct before I do it. Yes, um, they're the Bison, the Oklahoma Baptist Bison. The player's name is Keelan Harris. He's a six-foot junior, 180 pounds. Last year, he 80 catches, 1,050 yards, seven touchdowns, 32 kick returns, 10 punt returns. Mm. So he did all the specials for them. Now, what do you know about Oklahoma Baptist? John, not a lot. I can tell you they're in the Great American Conference. You probably know it as the GAC. Mm-hmm. Or, or or not, um, it is technically a Division two school. So I wonder what he ran the forty are. in. Uh, let me see. I have a quick Google search. We'll inform you of that. Because if he's burning everybody up, it means he's pretty fast. Yeah, he played at the uh, the the PA Bowl. So let's see if we have a forty time on him. No, this is that not him? He is not there. Let's see. I don't know if I trust this website, but I'll look at it anyway. Um, as huh, they say, they, he's been clocked as low as four three five, as high as four five zero. So I see he's probably closer to four five zero. He came at five nine six, one hundred and seventy nine pounds. So he's almost five ten, one seventy nine. Oh, so he's not even six foot tall. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Apparently, they added a couple inches on the old Bison website. Three inches. <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 201-939-9393. 201-939-4513. Let's go to Jeff in Maine. He's up next. Hi, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how's it going? What's up, Jeff? So, so getting really excited about the draft. It's coming up on us fast. Um, I, I've noticed there seem to be a lot of really good uh, interior offensive linemen rated between like 30 and 50. And uh, so I'm thinking one of them might fall to us at 57. And Who? I think we don't just – well, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Avila, the centers. Uh, a whole whole bunch of different ones, uh, mock. But I'm I'm thinking we don't just need centers because our our two starting guards projected are both in the last year of their contract. I mm-hmm. think. Yep. Um, so in the anyway, second round, Jeff, really quickly, just to give you my take right. here, in the second round, the guys I would be comfortable taking 
And again, I'm not sure I would want to take any of these interior offensive linemen in the um, first in the first round. But guys, I'd be more than happy to pick in the second round: Cody Mock, Steve Avila, who, by the way, I watched this. He played center in 2021. He was his full time position. I thought he was really good. He's a TCU. He's a big. He's like 330, so he's a bigger guy. Okay. Um, I like him a lot. If you if he somehow gets to the Giants in the second round, I would run to the podium there. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, who's probably not going to get to the second round, I would take him there. And then I would consider Luke Whipler, the center out of Ohio State, who did a pretty good job against Jalen Carter when they played in the college football playoffs. How do you do against that kid, Howard Cross? I'd have to go back and watch. <laughs> did Ohio State play Notre Dame this year? They did early in yeah, the year, right? Yeah, first game of the season. Right, I'll, I'll have to go and watch that, to be honest with you. I don't know how he played. I could tell you, I could see what Howard Cross's numbers were <laughs> in that game. Let me see if I could check that out right now. Hold uh, on one second. Let me check that out. Oh, but um, wow. those, those are the guys I would I would consider. Yeah, you 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 <laughs> held my hand and pulled me into the weeds. It's your <laughs> fault. All right, Jeff, go ahead. What else you got for me? Well, well yeah, and maybe Tidman. And I, I'm thinking one of them is going to fall down to 57. But I've actually got a question about Quentin Johnson. You know, because talking about uh -huh. our first round pick, you know, we need well. to. Well, I think we need to uh, you know get someone. Uh, the best player available, and uh, you know, I think you want a uh, first-round pick who's going to be productive and who uh, does not have a low floor because they might be a bust. And Quentin Johnson, I think he's got a high ceiling, but do you think he might also have a low floor because of his drops? Quentin Johnson's an interesting player, Jeff. Um, I worry about him because I do think he has a high ceiling, right? He's big, he's tall, he can run after the catch, he's made big plays, he did big plays against Michigan in the college mm -hmm. football playoffs and all that stuff. But He does have drops? Yeah, he's a lot, he's almost over 10 drops last year. Mm. One of the higher drop percentages in the draft class. He body catches a lot of stuff. He doesn't catch it with his hands. Okay. And he's a weird prospect because you figure, alright, taller, skinny guy, he's going to be kind of a, you know, adjust the ball well down the field, you know, track the ball, mm -hmm. make those types of contested catches down the field. And he can run by people, too. He's fast enough. Mm -hmm. But he's a weird guy. He's a tall, skinny guy that's great after the catch. Usually the tall, skinny guys don't catch the ball and then, like, bounce off guys and make big plays after the catch. Like He's skinny? Yeah, he's, I kind of thought he was a little he's like heavier. He's like 6'3", 205, something like that. Okay, okay, skinny. He just looks skinny to me when I look at him. So, okay. I don't know. To, I have trouble figuring him out. I would... I mean, I get why you would pick him at 25. I would hesitate. I don't know if I would, but the Giants have probably a much better feel for the guy than I do. They definitely have better feels than we do. Yes, definitely, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Right. And I think they do have great scouts. And I do, you know, tr I think Shane does trust her scouts, and I, I trust Shane and stuff. Um, okay, now Michael Mayer, I've been intrigued with him ever since I first heard uh, Tony Pauline talk about him on draft season, yep. mm -hmm. about comparing him to Mark Bavaro. And, um, if by some miracle he does make it down to us at 27, uh, with, with our coaches, 25, right, if our coaches are uh, being as creative as they are, do you think they could get good production out of them? And do you think they, they might even give us the best tight end you know, room in, in the league? And do you think they might even be able to come up with some three tight end sets? Well, I'll yeah. take my answer off here. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Well, two things. Yes, they, they can do three tight end sets. They did it a lot last year, or not a lot, but they did it for, like, you know, a good good portion of the game, and it was very effective. And, you know, Waller, tight end. Yeah, but here's the thing, I think. Receiver. If 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 he falls, if Mayer falls that low, right, and it's time for the Giants to pick, someone's going to trade to get him. My, my, my comp for Mayer is Witten. He reminds me of Jason Witten. I got him more like a grunt guy. 
because he doesn't look like he's moving that fast. Well, well, but he still gets open. That, that's why I compare him to Witten. Yeah, but Witten looks it, like he's moving. All of a sudden, he's open, open, yeah, open, it's open, like, open. It's like he's just like Gronk. Just like I'm watching Gronk for years. I'm trying to figure out like why is he always open, and he's just like kind of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watch Mayer's tape and you're like, yeah, yeah, and then you look down. Oh, he had eight catches for 112 yeah. yards. How like, did he do like, that? It's like wow. I was like, he, he's not <laughs> outrunning you. It's not amazing. But he's like, okay, you know, I'm bigger than you. And he's, wait a minute, and when I say he's open, he's open. And he catches everything. Yeah, but he's open, yeah. though. That, like, it's not like he's, he will catch a contested pass, but he's literally open. And they were doubling him and tripling him all He was their long. best weapon yeah. for Notre Absolutely, Dame. absolutely. Yeah, so look, the shame of it is I love this tight end class so much, but I don't know where they would go tight end because I thought Bellinger showed a lot last year. You don't want to bury him. You have Waller. So would you pick a guy like Mayer in the first round? I think the value's good. I think if Mayer's there at 25, he's probably one of your, if not the highest-graded player left on your board. Same for the Dalton Kincaid kid who I love from, from, from Utah. But I think he's way too slimmer to Waller. So would I consider that? Sure. I just don't know if that's your best allocation of resources given what you already have on the roster with Waller, with uh, Bellinger. And, and, and the, the, the vein of picking the best player available, if he's there – He'll be picked. If he's picked, they will run an offense which which features two tight ends and three tight ends a lot, and they'll be effective. That that's just how I look at it. You're not going to be able to cover three three guys or well, two guys over six five on the field, and one of them that can run about four five or four four forty, and you got another guy that just gets open, and you got another kid that's you know he's good intermediate route runner. So unfortunately for teams, they're going to be looking at heavier personnel, they'll be running the ball a lot at them, and they're going to be in trouble. And it's going to be a different style of offense, but like it's kind of like how and, – and not making a comparison, the Daniel has no comparison to this, so don't anybody jump on me. But it's kind of like how Kansas City lost Tariq Hill, and they're like, Patrick Mahomes is in trouble, and he adjusted. Yep. So that's what it is. All right, let's go to Anthony in New Jersey. He's up next. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, guys. Uh, I'd like to – echo some of the things said in the other callers too like uh i'm really happy with what joe shane has done so far and i think he has set it set up the squad with a good foundation i think he's clever creative you know and uh very calculated and um i think we are in a good position to build on what we have versus having to fill major needs you know and Anthony, and so, I, I, Anthony, I agree with you, by the way. I think Joe Shane's awesome. He's going to do a great job. But I also want to, I want to be honest with people here. Joe Shane's not the one that built the foundation of this franchise. He was oh, here for yeah, one no. year and had no free agency money last year. The, hey, the, 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 the foundation he, was put in place by the regimes prior when you're talking about Daniel, Saquon, Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence, Xavier McKinney. You know, those are the guys that were brought in by the prior regime. And I'm not saying the prior regime did a great job because obviously look at the record. They didn't. But those young players that are really the foundation, and obviously Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau are part of that. That was Joe Shane last year, no question. But a lot of those young guys were holdovers from the previous regime. But think of it like this, John. When, when people say the foundation of the team, I get those are the, the cornerstone kind of guys. But there were holes in the, in the foundation. And you've, you're able to get guys in free agency with no money. No, 100%. 100%. And that's what he did. Totally agree. That's Very fair. creative. Yep. I, I agree with both of you. Yeah, like the foundation was already there, but he's built on it. Like there wasn't a, uh, I don't think there was really a position where, including center, 
right, where he was like, ah, you know, we'll just take care of that in the draft. You know what I mean? Like, he set himself up to have some maneuverability in this draft. Yes, absolutely. And that brings me on to the, to the center debate. You don't, I don't, I, unless there's a guy that you know is a perennial pro bowler in the first round at center, you don't draft a center in the, in, the, in the first round. You don't have to. There's tons of guys down the list. If you look at the league, most of the guys aren't drafted in, in, the, in the top round, much less the first round. And, and I would even wager, I haven't looked it up, but I would wager that a majority of the centers in the league are converted guards. You know, because like Howard said before, if you're good enough to play guard, you're definitely good enough to play center in most cases, right? So... I bring that up because it's been I've been now it's that time of year where you really start to get a feel for uh, where guys are kind of falling on the board, you know, what what teams are saying cuz before this teams didn't even have a big board, so like looking at big boards is pointless, you know, online cuz you don't really know. But now we're starting to get a little bit of information, yep. you know, what wh- what the feel is, you know, and um so I uh it's a mock draft. Like I listened to a mock draft before with the Wilson, who you had on the huddle. Which the huddle, again, I echo that. It's a great podcast. You do a great job with that. Thank um, you. But you had Wilson, who has this podcast with um, Rick Spielman, yep. right? The ex GM. And I and I'm I'm, and, I'm working on getting Rick on one of our shows. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm working. Oh, on that it. would that would be awesome because he he is he gives really good insight. But you know, at 25, Wilson had us taking Schmidt. And you still had Nolan Smith on the board. Oh, you yeah. You still had oh. Zay Flowers on the board. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, anyway, I'm trying to make this quick. I made a list, right? I got 16 guys that I think are definitely not going to be there when we pick. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. 17 guys, uh, uh, two more guys who I think are unlikely, but they're sliding in uh, Quentin Johnston and Joey Porter Jr. And I'm with you on Quentin Johnston. Like, I don't like the drops. I think I would let somebody else take a chance on him. So, now... I got seven guys that could be there. I kind of want your like a, a opinion on them. Like, would you be happy to take any of them uh, as best player available? Okay. Uh, Canty, Brian Branch, Brzee, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, B. John Robinson, and uh, Dave Flowers. And this list also does not. I did not include any tight ends because I see them sliding too. So, if a tight end gets picked before us. That's two guys. Okay. Two of these guys. Okay. I, I, I just want to make sure I, I remember all the guys you threw out there, Anthony. Brian Branch, yes, I draft him. I think he's very, very good. Real time. Um, 100% with you there. Miles Murphy, I'm not on the top 15 bandwagon like anyone else, but I think if you get to the Giants at 25, I think that's the guy you think about. But he doesn't get me super excited. I would okay. take Brian Branch before I took Murphy, yeah. I think. Um, who are the other guys? Nolan Bijan. Smith, I would run to the podium in a minute, and I'd put that card oh, in, and man. I'd be the happiest person on the planet. Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson. I mean, look, I'm, t- I'm so tired of the running back conversation. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson's awesome. He's great. I mean, he, he'd help the offense, obviously. He's great. So, whatever, however you feel about running backs, I don't want to engage in that discussion. Who are the other guys that you had there? Canty, Brzee, and Flowers. Brzee, I would probably I'd pass lead, lay low on him until the second round, and I don't think he'd get to you there, but I don't think I'd go him at 25. Zay Flowers. Yeah, I don't think he's falling either, but he's kind of like, you know, he's, it's like I think he's going to be like the, the flavor of the month for a team. You know, like some teams will have him high, some teams are just not going to have him. 
on their top at all. Yeah, Zay Flowers I have in my next group of wide receivers. Yeah. I have Addison and Njigba. Njigba's my number one guy. My second receiver is Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of have a little bit of a gap. And then I have the Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Jalen Hyatt group. And that's more of a yeah. early second round type of group for me personally. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think Zay Flowers in that spot would be a bad pick. He's a, he's a, he's a good football player, but he's 5'9". Like how many 5'9 wide receivers <laughs> you want to trot out there? I, 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 th- I think that's a real question. The, I think pa- the Patriot way. Canty I struggle with, Anthony. i got to be honest with you. And I've gone back and yeah. forth on him a bunch. Have you watched Kalaji Canty at all? The no. defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. So uh, – let let me give you the lowdown. That, that's not the really fast one. That's the other one. No, it's so he's also very fast. He okay. ran a four uh, five nine forty yard dash. Can't okay. see, or was it a four six nine? Four six nine. Either way, two hundred eighty yeah. pound defensive tackle. Four six nine. It was very fast. He set the defensive tackle record for the forty yard dash. Oh, then that is the fast one. Well, Edabare technically worked out as a defensive end, so that's oh, why okay. he, it, it, okay. it's he's really a defense. Stupid the got way it. they classify the guys. Got it. Got it. So he's two eighty. How long he, is his arms? Not that long. Super short. Like, like 30. super short, like 30 inches, like yeah. really short. Yeah. But he's lightning fast at the snap. Mm. He's really quick. He gets on the edges of the guards really, really fast. Mm-hmm. He has pretty good hand usage, but he's just not powerful. Like, he does not win with power. He wins with hands and quickness. And if NFL guards get their hands on him. One of those grown men getting the paycheck. It's gonna, it's <laughs> gonna be a wrap. It's gonna be a wrap if a big, big guard gets his hands on him. So, I go back and forth on Cansey at twenty-five. I would probably pick him to be honest with you because I think next to Dexter Lawrence, I also see other thing. I also like Cansey in the even man front because I like him at three technique. Right, if you're playing yep. a three man yeah. fr- odd man front, where is he lining up? Right, so that's mm-hmm. the other question I have with that. But look, Kansi is going to be an immediate impactor, impact player as a pass rusher. First year, though, and maybe even second year, I don't know if you can have him on the field on first downs. I don't, hmm. don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's a good enough, strong enough to. I mean, I would if I if I if I'm an offense and I see that dude in the game on first down, I'm running the ball right at his rear end every single time. Yeah, and we and we had that last year. And, and no offense to the guys that were out there, that if if our two guys weren't in the game, if we put other guys in, they would immediately convert to like running the ball right up the middle at that spot because they said okay yeah. if Dexter's not in there and if if Leo's not in there we're going to run right there because they can't they can't hold up. And honestly if you're running your odd man front on a base down situation and you have Ojolari next to Cansey yeah. I mean I'm circling I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting that with a big yeah. neon marker and I'm running it right yeah. at those two guys <laughs> all freaking game. I just am. It's, 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 and it's on tape. Once it's on tape it's on tape. People People do follow it. So then the other thing that I've been debating is the cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a deep class, but, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see six go in the first round. And that kind of scares me if you don't take one in the first round. It's like you said before, cornerbacks are hard to draft. Yeah, they are. And so if you don't take one in the first round, it might be slim pickings by the time you get to 57. And so, like, does, does that matter? Like, should we worry about drafting the corner, you know? Would you, would you be – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw four names at you. Would you be okay with any of these four with the second-round pick? Would you be okay with Julius Brents with your second-round pick? Absolutely. Would that, you? But he might not fall. He might not. He might not. You're right. Would you be okay with DJ Turner with your second-round pick? I actually did a mock draft today. I got Nolan Smith, 
DJ Turner, and then uh, who was the last guy? Oh, uh, Cedric Tillman. And by the way, oh, like, oh wow, Tillman in round be... three, huh? That would be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and by the way, I, I don't think Turner and Brents get there, but I'm just throwing names at you. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay with Keely Ringo with your second round pick? <sighs> I would not be. I, 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 don't, I don't like him, but his athletic tools can fit Wink. So if Wink likes him, I like him. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? I totally get it. Would you be okay with Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami with your second round pick? I ha- honestly I haven't looked at him, but okay. I, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of people saying that he's the press man guy, and so that fits Wink, you know. Yep. But I haven't looked at him. At and all. then the last guy, the last guy I'll throw at you is Darius Rush, the second cornerback at South Carolina that had a big time Senior Bowl, and he's a good uh, yeah, press man again. player. He, he's he's another one that I have to look at too. He, he seems to fit. Uh, you know, wink system, and and so that would yeah. be the group. That, that would be the group of corners you're looking at in round two if you want to pick a corner in round two. And out of the guys you said, Rush is the only one that I feel like kind of comfortable that he might actually be there. No, you know, right. yeah, because look, there there, okay there, there could be a big run on cornerbacks at the start of the second round. There could be, no question. This is supposed to be a deep yeah. draft for that. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate the call, man. We got to run. All right, we got to do this one quick. Yeah. Charlie says he's going to shake your world somehow. I'm going to see how that's possible. I think you're just going to shake the nonsense out of him, but we'll see how that goes. Charlie, what's going on? Hey, guys. Hey, Howard. Hey. Are you, are you sitting down? Are you comfortable? Very comfortable, Charlie. Okay. All right. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me say this. I know why you have a problem with centers. You know why? Because there's never been one who has ever come out of Alabama who was a good to great center, pro bowler in the NFL. Oh boy. You know who the last one who came out of there was? Who? Leroy Jordan. Leroy Jordan. And Jordan? he played tackle. Yeah, for Dallas. Hey, he Charlie. Center at Charlie. Alabama. So let me guess. Everybody, as always, you know, we love Charlie. Charlie has a lot of great things to say, and he always wants to be knowledgeable. So Charlie never heard of Dwight Stevens, probably one of the best centers in the NFL history, also a Bama guy. He played for Alabama? Yes, Charlie. <laughs> okay, and he's the only one. He's the only one. Charlie, stop. Because I looked stop. through the list. Just I stop. looked through the list. Charlie. He was the only Charlie. one, Howard. Charlie. That's why you don't like centers, Howard. The kid Howard. should be in the Hall of. He should be in the Hall of Fame, Charlie. Stop he talking. He should be. Stop oh, talking, but he isn't, Charlie. is he? I want to take Howard just saying. Charlie. Yes, Charlie. <laughs> and make it a drop hey, that we can play Howard. whatever we Charlie. want. Howard. Listen oh to me. Howard. Charlie, did he listen play center at Alabama Charlie. or did yes, he play guard? Yes, he played center at Alabama, Charlie. Did he play guard at he Alabama? He played for Bear Bryant, Charlie. He was the center. Yeah, did he play guard? Oh, my God. Charlie, he was the center. He played guard. He played guard, too, at Alabama. Okay, Charlie. Just to let you know, Howard. Okay. So I dropped the mic on you, Howard, because you had one guy. Whoever came out of Alabama as a good uh, only, center. Only Charlie would NFL. start off and go, the, the only guy. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate, Appreciate it. the call. Only Charlie could say I dropped the mic at Howard even though I was wrong. But I was only wrong by one guy. So he's so there are couple, There are a couple the guys. There are a couple guys that, that played center at Alabama to get to the NFL and wind up playing. There are a couple guys from Alabama that come out. They were centers that wind up playing guard. One of them is playing at the Eagles. Yeah, right Landon now. Dickerson. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to bring him was, up. Yeah. Was another great player. Uh, but the the guy they have at center now is a perennial pro bowler, but will probably slide Landon over to center 
the following year after that guy retires and steps down. So Charlie has no idea what he's talking about again. But love him. To, but Charlie, don't drop the mic too far unless you can catch it. <laughs> but oh anyway, gosh. let's keep going. Keep going. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I love what he calls. He's like. He was so cocky about it, too. He's he like, was so cocky. And then you're like, you, no. You, he must be kicking his stuffed animal right now around the room. <laughs> Can't believe I didn't know about Dwight Stevenson. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. That's Howard, okay. all right. Uh, uh, we're we're going to get to our Tennessee interview in a second. Howard, good stuff, my friend. See you later, brother. All right, let's get to our interview to close out the show, and then we'll see you tomorrow on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Here's my interview uh, with our reporter that covers Tennessee, Jason Swain, a former uh, Tennessee volunteer wide receiver captain, and he had a cup of coffee at the NFL as well. Here's my interview with him. We recorded earlier in the day. All right, and now we're joined by Jason Swain. You can hear him down in Knoxville, Tennessee on the radio, and he's a former Tennessee Volunteers captain, a wide receiver as well, had a cup of coffee with the Bears in the National Football League. Jason, you got John Schmelk here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. How's it going down there in Tennessee? I'm great. I'm great. How are y'all? Uh, we're doing great, man, and, and you know we've been kind of going through all these prospects, and you know Tennessee, a lot of good players coming out, and I'm going to start with a general question about the offense first here. How do you think you look at you know Hooker, Hyatt, Tillman in that very collegiate offense and trying to figure out how their skill sets will transfer to the National Football League? I think receivers probably harder to determine if the skill set of Tennessee's wide receivers translates to the next level than quarterback. When you look at quarterback, I mean, it's reads. Cover one is cover one. Cover two, cover three. Uh, thought one's anticipation, leadership, accuracy, arm strength. I mean, those things, you know, I think you can look at the NFL and determine, okay, this quarterback could be a fit for us. Wide receiver in Tennessee's system I think is a little bit different. Uh, if you watch the film and watch Tennessee play this past season, there are times when – on a passing play, one side of the formation, the receivers don't even. Yep. Don't they don't even move. move. They don't move. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, as a as a former receiver myself, I mean that's that that, that sounds that sounds great. I uh, wish I was playing in this <laughs> offense, but um, you know, you, you look at that. You look at sometimes Tennessee receivers are not really asked to block a lot, and so you're trying to judge physicality. You're trying to judge okay at the pro level, can guys handle the the bumping and grinding and the physical nature uh, that takes place play in and play out, um, that's the question that you have to sit down with the prospect and, and be able to ask those questions and see what they say. Um, the route tree is something that um, you know you can question and, and see if that translates to the next level. But I think the best way to do it is to say, all right, can this guy change direction? Um, does he have a, a wide catch radius? Does he have a, does he have a work ethic? Does he love football? Uh, does he have all the physical attributes? I think if you check those boxes, um, you should be able to say, all right, well, let's 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 grab this Tennessee wide receiver. But I, I definitely think it's harder to judge the receivers than than the quarterbacks. All right, I want to dig in on Hyatt then because I think in the pros with his speed, teams are going to want him to play outside. At Tennessee, he played mostly inside, and he was never pressed because they would stack him a lot, right, on that one side of the formation, so guys couldn't get hands on him. Mm-hmm. How do you think Hyatt might adjust uh, with his skill set to that outside role in the NFL where he is going to see some more press coverage? I think Hyatt is improving with his feet and being able to get off press coverage. Obviously, he was in the slot. He was stacked. That helped him be able to get off the line of scrimmage. I mean, 
he had some uh, some questions about his weight. Um, that's no longer a question anymore. I mean, he weighed in 180 pounds, uh, 185 pounds in that range. I think he is has not reached the ceiling at all. I mean, he's still growing and he's still developing. I mean, you look at this past year at Tennessee, I mean, he had one big explosive year. Uh, he's still learning how to play the position. Uh, he's super hungry. He saw how his hard work uh, paid off. So he wants he wants more. But when you look at strengths, you look at weaknesses. Obviously, his speed is a is a strength. Weakness is probably lateral quickness, and that's something that he'll need to continue to work on at the next level. And uh, he'll need it being able to get off press coverage. But he'll get stronger. Um, I think improving his feet and his packages to be able to get off the line of scrimmage is going to be extremely important for whoever team uh, picks him. All right, I want to touch on Cedric Tillman, and it was kind of his injury that opened the door for Hyatt, right, to become that number one and have those monster games. Now, I watched Tillman's tape from 2022, Jason, and I see kind of kind of a big possession-y receiver, but then somebody told me, and I'm going to do it, I haven't done it yet, go back, watch his 2021 tape, especially against Alabama and Georgia, and he looks like a more explosive player. Uh, your thoughts on yeah. Tillman, do you think that analysis is accurate because he kind of played on that high ankle sprain all year, and what would an NFL team be getting with him? Yeah, I actually think he's more ready to play right now. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, than Hyatt because you know physically, I think he can handle himself. And I was thinking about okay, who are some giant receivers uh, that we can compare Tillman to? I think about uh, a team mix out of North Carolina a couple of years ago, where he's a big body, um, he's fast enough. You know, he'll run past you if you're not if you're not playing with technique. But the catch radius and the toughness um, is there with, with Tillman. I mean. You throw a ball anywhere close to him, he will come down with it. doesn't matter if it's high. It doesn't matter if it's low. Um, and he, I think, is a better route runner than, than Hyatt. Uh, Hyatt is more explosive, no doubt about it. But uh, Tillman, I think, will be a guy that you can kind of plug and play, and he'll make the tough catches for you. How banged up was he playing this year? How hurt was he? Well, he had the uh, high ankle sprain, yeah. and uh, he got the uh, tight rope procedure done uh, mid-season and they just wanted to be careful with it and and, and be very cautious and Tennessee was winning and <laughs> throwing up big numbers without him anyway so this wasn't a, a rush to get him back uh, but he's healthy I mean he was healthy towards the end of the year uh, but I don't think they wanted to really risk him um, losing out on his dream of playing at the next level so he's he's good to go he's one of my favorite favorite prospects uh, on this team. His story is amazing. I mean, uh, he only had one option coming out of high school. That was to be um, kind of a walk-on there at USC. And because of Helton's, the brother connection, when Helton was at USC, the younger brother, Tyson, was the OC at Tennessee and called and said, hey, we got this we got this player. We can't take him. You should look at him. And Tillman commits to Tennessee without even – taking a visit because it was his only major Division One offer. So he's a great story, and uh, he's hungry. He knows that he has a chip on the shoulder, and he's going to work uh, to achieve his goals and his dreams. And so you're going to get someone that's going to come in and um, outwork everybody else in the receiver room. Dono Wright, do you see him as a first-time-round offensive tackle, and do you see him as solely a right tackle, or do you think he can move over and play on the left side? I think he can play both. Uh, he He's young. You go look at how old he is. He's probably younger than everybody else uh, in this draft at his position. So uh, he's still still growing, still developing. 
uh, developing. He's extremely athletic, powerful, but I think he can play both positions. And he has a lot of untapped potential. He was unreal this year going up against Will Anderson, going up against Odomari at LSU. Uh, no one, no one can get around him. I think he is a must-get if you are uh, a team looking to protect your quarterback for years to come. You know, and Byron Young's interesting. You talk about a developing prospect uh, raw, but his athletic numbers are off the chart, but he's 25 years old. So how do you yeah. view him in terms of his age? Where I know his story is great coming from the Little Military Institute on the transfer. He was working at Dollar Store, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You know, really good story. Yeah. Your thoughts on him, you know, as a whole package with his age and, and, and all, all his testing and, and everything else heading into the NFL? He's a, he's a physical freak. I mean, he's a little short. I mean, that will probably be the knock on him. Uh, the age doesn't scare me. I mean, I mean he, he doesn't have a, a long, extensive injury history. I mean, he was out of football for a little bit, uh, working uh, Burger King at the Dollar General. Um, you know, just overcame so much adversity. Was was really dependable here at Tennessee and, and available here at Tennessee. You didn't see him get, getting hurt a lot. So, if you want someone that's going to, going to give you all that he has and uh, has that speed off the edge. I mean, I think he's a really, really good pick as well. But I do understand the height concern. Uh, but, man, he has a very, very uh, strong motor, and you can't teach full-four speed. Absolutely not. And, and real quick, Jason, given the way you answered my first question, I imagine you. it sounds like you feel pretty good about Hendon Hooker becoming a pretty darn good NFL quarterback. Yeah, I would be surprised if Hendon is, is – the first or second best quarterback in this draft. I mean, he's just a leader. I mean, um, and you can have all the skills all you want to, but if no one is willing to follow you and, and, and run the battle with you, you're not going to be as effective as a quarterback as someone that, that possesses those type of traits. And I've watched him grow, uh, handle adversity, grow. Um, this, this program is indebted to him for years to come. I mean, I think he accelerated um, – the rebuild by two or three years. I mean, he was just that that great for Tennessee. His accuracy uh, improved. His deep ball, one of the best deep balls in college football. But all these guys can throw. All of them can throw. Most of them can run. But what separates them, I think, is the it factor. I think it's the leadership factor. I think Hinton possesses that. All right, give me one nugget about Huntsville, Alabama I can get on Howard Cross about. What do you got for me? <laughs> well, um, I tell you one thing, him him being from Huntsville before me, I got a chance to learn from my elders of what not to do, and that was to not go to the University of Alabama. So uh, he 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 did that. I decided to come to the University of Tennessee, but it's a beautiful part of the country. It, it really is, man. It really is. And uh, if you go there, you'll probably see a cross billboard the moment you cross city lines. That's what I like to hear, uh, Jason. We appreciate the time, man. I know you have a radio show to get to. Good stuff. Uh, good luck the rest of the year, and we'll talk to you next season as more of these uh, Tennessee players start hitting the NFL draft with your program blowing up a little bit down there, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate you. Now, appreciate it, man. Jason Swain, former Tennessee volunteer. You can hear him down there uh, on the radio in Knoxville, Tennessee. We thank him for joining us right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Thank you to Howard Cross. And uh, needless to say, you guys know this is taped at this point because I'm going to bug Howard about Huntsville when – we start the show like 40 minutes before this was happening on the air. So make sure you check it out. It's good times. Thank you to Howard. Thank you to Jason. Uh, really good conversation today, I'm sure. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Lance Meadow and I are back. We're going to have prospects uh, from Miami. 
Who else do I have coming on tomorrow? It is Miami, Tulane, which, by the way, is a couple of prospects this year, and then Texas. So, so a lot of running backs actually coming up on tomorrow's show then, or uh, on tomorrow's show for Big Blue Kickoff Live. For Howard Cross, I'm John Schmelk and Jason Swain. We'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.